Hi, I'm Kenna Danielle, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Welcome back to <laughs> Friday's edition of Morning's Lone Star. It's Tuesday, April 10th, as in words of Skippy, it's already the 10th! I know! What, so, what the heck? don't worry, you have seven days till your taxes are due. Yay! What is this tax of which you keep speaking? I almost wanted to use that as my excuse to get out of jury duty if that would have worked. Sorry, Your Honor, no. I gotta do taxes. So, jury so, duty. So yeah, then I want details. Welcome. Well, we, you know, we gotta inter- introduce the show. Dick Skippy show it's, details. So it's 56 degrees outside today. It's gonna be a beautiful day. High is gonna be 74. Low's gonna be 46. Bumper music today will be Eric Clapton's version of "I Shot the Sheriff." So I hope you guys are enjoying that. Don't forget, you can always call in 936-647-3776. That's a call-in message line. You can find that at IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. That is our homepage for the show. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Follow us, do those things during the show, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. And I don't think we have any guests today. No guests today? So no guests today. So you are going to be our guests if you want to call in. Uh, we do have announcements uh, we are going to be doing a live broadcast April 27th, coming with the Shoot Clay Save Lives. That's on Friday, April 27th, over there at the Blackwood Gun Club. Uh, it's going to be in support of the Emergency Chaplain Group. More information can be found and register your teams and sponsors, all that kind of stuff, emergencychaplain.org. And we're going to be doing Morning's Lone Star out there. Hopefully we don't startle you too much with shooting things. But uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. If you really, they need they need sponsors, they need teams, uh, emergencychaplain.org for more information on that. We'll keep talking about that as the week comes up. Because I know April's a big week for Conroe and Montgomery County. we got Kids Fest on that, uh, I believe it's the the day after the shoot, the shoot Clays Save Lives on Saturday. And then we also have the County Fair starting this week and the barbecue cook-off. We're going to be live out at the County Fair this Thursday or this Friday, that's right. We are. We got another. We got several live events this week or this month. I mean, and uh, yeah, so we're gonna be out there this Friday all day till about three o'clock with Lone Star Community Radio with the opening day. So there's a lot of stuff going on with that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Outside of that, let's start the show. You're listening. To Morning's Lone Star brought to you by Centurion Wealth Advisors, Conroe Coffee, and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. You nailed I missed you so much yesterday. Because I'm the only one that can do things here. I know. I was I was lost without without you yesterday. You're like my ship and I am your captain. Oh captain, my captain. Yes. Didn't they kill that guy? No, I'm just I don't know. I didn't know that. that. Uh, is well, that Robert Emerson? Who 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 or is that who who wrote that? Is it a poem? Oh, uh, oh, Captain, my captain. Yeah, it was Robert Frost. But okay, who, why did you go blank there? Who did you think I was talking I, I, about? Well, I thought you were talking about the actor who said it in, the, in Dead Post Society. Oh, no. There's other things than stupid, well, the stupid arts Rob, movie. Robert Sean Leonard was the actor who actually said it. So that's about, that's where my brain went. Okay. Okay. Well, welcome back. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. We do have a full lineup, IRLoneStar.com. I hope everyone enjoyed their Monday without us. 
Um, yeah, to sort of fill it in, Dick had jury duty, which he told everyone out, and Skippy just totally blanked and came in the studio. Well, basically what it's taught me is I will go down what my suggestions to those who are new. as my first time ever doing jury duty, so I wrote a list of, okay. of suggestions. But uh, what I am going to do now is we're going to put a shock bracelet on Skippy to remind him and as it gets closer to what it is going to be reminding him, it's going to continuously shock him. So it finally, and then what's going to happen is you have to say to it, I know Dick's not going to be there. And that's how it stops shocking. But it's got to shock me after that to remind me that no, I No, it's going to keep shocking it. until you acknowledge it. But even after I acknowledge it, I could, like, forget that. So this needs, like, a, a shock well, it's, it's, it's every hour. So you, is- won't, you won't be able to sleep. Basically, dude, usually I gotta pay extra for that. So this is so. supposed to be a free service provided by the studio. Yeah, awesome. This is the only way we can get you going. I know, but so I did. I did I have jury here. duty, <laughs> and uh, my suggestions to those who have jury duty in Montgomery County: number one, number one suggestion is bring a book because you can't have electronic devices. You can't have anything. Basically, you can't talk to anybody. You can't do anything but just be quiet. Uh, number two is register online. Because a lot of times when you register online, right when you get that notice in the mail, it will automatically email you back within you know a couple days or right then where you're supposed to go. So you don't have to go to the 8 a.m. jury sign up or jury show up, which is nice. And uh, outside that, prepare, be prepared just to sit. Because that was one thing. I, I was sitting there trying to figure out how can we make this a smoother process. So I can't wait till we get the new judge in, uh, Kristen Bays, and or the the no- Republican nominee judge. No, well, no, she's uh, running unopposed. Oh, okay. so she's so she judge elect. Judge. All right, judge elect. And I'll let to get some lawyers in. in. Uh, hopefully, Justices Blonde will be in tomorrow, and we have legal connection in today, and we can talk about the jury selection because we had two two lawyers were going at it during the jury selection. It's kind of fun. I mean, that was probably the most entertaining part because she's like, "Oh, come on, Your Honor. Oh, come on." <laughs> And uh, and what was great, though, is a lot of people were whispering, like, oh, this guy's being a jerk. He's being a jerk to this other lawyer. But every time he objected, she sustained. So that means he was right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I kind of want to tell her, but we couldn't talk to anybody. These guys were breaking the rules next to me. I was like, well, he's right, so why are we calling him a jerk? He's fighting for his client. So uh, it was a custody battle, so it was really weird. I had more questions than I had, like, I was more – because, like, to give you the idea, because we can talk about because I had no names or anything. So, basically, this man was fighting for custody in, of his kids who were in custody of currently with his grandpa- the grandparents of the mother. And the mother was there. But the weird thing was the grandmother was fighting for custody. The grandparents were. Mm-hmm. But the mom was on their side. So, I guess she just forego all custody of her children and said, you know what? I don't want to take care of them. I don't want him to take care of them. I want my grandparents to take care of them. Yeah. Now, is that not the smoothest ride you could possibly get in life? Is you have children and then you're like, I don't want to raise these children. I'll let my grandparents raise these children. Yeah, let my parents and get all over. Yeah. And then I can just go visit them <laughs> when I want to. I mean, and then and then you have to deal with the, the butthead ex-spouse because you don't want to have a spouse. You want to have your freedom, your life. So... I was thinking that, and no one was asking because you were like the ju- the jury were allowed to ask questions about uh, not too specific, but just enough to understand like exactly what this custody battle is over. And I was like, no one's asking about like why this mom is there dressed up all nice and like she doesn't want to have the kid anything to do with the kids. That's so kind of crazy, but 
so were you on the actual jury or just no i was uh what was great was the guy well, the right when we got there there's about 47 of us and the lawyer one of the lawyers first goes hey i'm just gonna pick on the first three rows because I, I like to talk face to face you know he's like mr lawyer smooth talk mm-hmm. so he didn't pick anybody else so when i came to jury selection there was like a few people in the back like the back three rows or whatever but that was it and i was like man i just sat here for two and a half hours just sat here but you were part of the process well, what was crazy to me, and one thing I loved, was the fact that everybody wanted to express their opinion on the case, because there were some people who started crying. Oh wow! Yeah, there was some. Well, I mean, it was a really touchy subject, and they're like, "Do you qualify to be objective in this case? You know, to be able to look at this man and this this family and be able to decide where this child goes?" And so, it was just funny. Everyone was just like giving their opinion on it. Well, that's an odd thing about like the legal system, because. You know, let's insert me into that equation. Uh, so if I'm on a jury pool for a, a custody dispute, I've been divorced more than once, and a custody was involved in two of those. So I have a history. So usually that gets you off the case. Well, you can't be objective because you lived it yourself. You were one Well, time. what was strange is they chose like six or seven people who were, you would think— and it's it's either because one of the lawyers is a better lawyer and he you they use their strikes mm-hmm. efficiently, but I mean I think he also j- was in the jackpot because he uh, there's probably about 15 people there who had either were in a custody battle or were grandparents that won a custody battle you know something like that so he had more than enough people to choose from after she like the other person used their strike yeah there is a strategy to that so the question is so someone like that someone who who is a grand grandparent uh, who who has gotten custody or someone's been in custody battle does that make them more qualified to be on a jury because they well, have you know, a, I was thinking about that sense of it. well because I was thinking about how could we make the system a little faster because what they, what they, what I think they could only thing they can see them changing is when you go to that court the lawyers know who like, what the case is so they should be able to they give you a questionnaire regardless like if you're male female and then like if you're a single whatever and they use that information to ask you questions because they kind of can deter like you know basically process of elimination kind of questions they should allow each lawyer to do 10 questions on the questionnaire and let the judge look over them see if they're fair or not and then like for example what would have smoothed out the process was are you a grandparent so are you so that 10 questions is is molded to fit the particular case fit the particular case because like I feel like when you go through that and the and the people would look at all the people and say, okay, we got 30 people here who are grandparents or who were part of a custody battle or who were grandparents in a cut. You don't have to get details, but just say, what are the key components of learning the emotions of a juror? And like, because there was probably about 15 guys there that were my age that we just sat there. Because they kept asking questions specific to right when he saw there was a bunch of people who were grandparents or whatever, like that's who they both. Yeah, one lawyer's very happy, the other maybe not so much. And that's who she had to focus her time on, or questioning those people. And I was just like, okay, so clearly we could not have, like the only reason we'd ever be chosen is if there wasn't enough and there was like 50 people here. So there's going to be enough. Well, I'm proud of you, Dick, for being part of the the. But I feel the like thing. that would have that smoothed it out. Yeah, that's a good idea. You should talk to them. Well, let's, let's talk to uh, – uh, Justice is blonde. Kristen Bay's legal connection. Let's let, let's uh, get these. Uh, we we can talk to uh, Matt Beasley when he comes back in the studio. Matt Beasley's running for Justice of the Peace. 
Was he do jury selection? I don't think they have juries in his court. I don't know, but we can still ask. I him. remember him saying that. Yeah, he he gets to do uh, weddings and stuff, right? He gets to do a lot uh, under ten thousand dollars, yep. or nine nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Yeah. So if that's uh, I wonder if that's bench trial only. So that's so, a question. No, I think Kristen Bays would be a good person to talk to about that because she's also was a trial lawyer, mm-hmm. and then she's she's trained teens. And then, uh, and then I think Justice's bond and legal connection can definitely help with that. Legal connection's on today, so we'll definitely uh, we'll leave a note for them. We, what's funny is they were they were covering a topic the last two weeks about juvenile law, and it was pretty interesting, mm. like how what rights as a child do you have, and Not what rights many. you don't have. <laughs> and so, the, actually, you should also check out that show if you're interested in that topic. I'm going to check that out on the podcast. So that sounds podcast. interesting. Yeah. So we don't have a guest today, so it's just going to be us. So we feel free to call in 936-647-3776. We are on Facebook and uh, Instagram and all that stuff so make sure to tune in and we're going to take a short sponsored break we'll be back Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002 offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care pretty much every angle of your office one time cleaning is available but you will want these guys back Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. All right, welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, your morning radio show for Montgomery County. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of events. If you didn't know, last week the uh, first Thursday concert series, it's free, started. And if uh, you were alarmed, as a lot of people were, the farmer's market moved to Heritage Park along with the concert. So basically, first Thursday of every month till September, you can check out the farmer's market and a free concert. Coming up May 3rd, I'm actually going to check this one out. Uh, we got Folk Family Revival playing and Travis Loonville, but you know I'd rather hear Folk Family, so that's gonna be a good a good show right there. But uh, yeah, uh, there were a lot of uh, people like li- not live tweeting, um, live Facebooking or, or, or posting of, from the last one, the thir- uh, first month, the Thursday we had, and it looked like fun was had by all. I was really bummed that I missed it, but it looks like it's really gonna be popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also opening this weekend is the Elephant Man. Oh yeah, yeah. Are we, are we gonna get tickets to that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, I was leaning on the yeah because I was leaning on the director to, to get someone in the studio this week also, so we can do that. So uh, it starts Friday. There's a Thursday friends and family night, but uh, Friday eight o'clock at the Crichton Theater right next door to us. If you go to Crichton Theater, it's with an R E dot org. You can get tickets. Uh, these are assigned seats, so you know you want to go online beforehand, if at all possible. Choose your seats. Uh, Elephant Man, great story. Very, um, it's a make you think story. A lot of people think it's like the movie. It is. This is more uh, introspective. If you don't know the plot, very basically, uh, in the 1880s there was a, a a sideshow freak named John Merrick, who's nicknamed the Elephant Man, who's born horribly deformed, and this one doctor, Frederick Treves, tries to get him into polite society. And and you find out that this guy was so ugly on the outside, probably has the pure soul on the inside. And you see how beautiful people on the outside may not be 
so pretty on the. It's like Shallow Hal. Okay. You know, if you ever saw Shallow Hal. Cool. Did you ever see Shallow Hal? No, I didn't. Know, okay, I that was to. after you were born, though. Well, so. I'm pretty sure that movie would never be made today. Right. Well, I remember when it came out, they were oh, so you know, you can't be fat and and have a good soul too. Uh, yeah, that was kind of funny. But anyhow, same basic premise. So tickets are going. Uh, I'm going to be going to the uh, sneak preview Thursday night, I do believe. Okay. But it's going to run for three or four weekends at the Crichton Theater. Go check it out. A great show. And then around the corner at the Owen, we'll Boring. have coming up. Boring? Boring. No. You so can't. there's always a show. There's always a show. Always a show. Well, this will kiss me Kate over the Owen. That's going to be even worse. No, it's going to be awesome. We, I hear, you, I hear should, the, you should go and boo it. As long, hey, as long as you buy a ticket, buy I don't ticket, care. Yeah, <laughs> it's like when I get a bad book review, and my sister used to like wail on the people give me a re- bad review. I'm like, I don't care. They had to buy the book to review it. I got their money. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think live theater is pretty great around here, and it's pretty phenomenal that uh, there's two of them right across the street from each other. So, you know, what's even stranger about it is, I know we we've talked about this a little bit, but why is Conroe? the the hotbed for live theater closest live theater that's community theater opposed to like every town between here and houston because there are a couple like there's one on 1960 right well there was one it's called ace and there's also playhouse 1960 but playhouse 1960 is pretty much uh near 249 beltway 8 okay it's, it's more that but area. is it same concept as community oh yeah theater yeah, it's a community theater okay and what community theater means people don't know is is most people aren't you know the actors typically aren't paid or maybe a gas stipend you know who enough. gets paid who does get paid it really depends on the theater some theaters it's 100 percent volunteer some theaters they actually make you uh uh are you are you you're a director so do you get paid uh i will get a stipend but i'm taking that stipend and putting it back in the production Oh. Pay, paying. You know, I did not do that with my ten dollars from jury duty. Oh, that's right. It's only ten if you don't get chosen. Yeah. They're like, "Do you want to donate?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> I want my ten dollars. I want to frame it and be like, "Never again." Underneath <laughs> in blood. No, I was kidding. But no, it's it, no, actually one thing I really liked about the whole process is they repeated probably three or four different people repeated the same information at least twice. I mean, just to make sure you know what qualifies to be a juror, what uh, gives you an exemption to be a juror, and then also the donation. I was told donation like six times. I was like, are they saying it because they want me to feel bad that I'm not giving it? Is that what's going on? You can donate this because if you give it as a donation. Don't forget your donation sheet. If you didn't, you if you decide not to donate your sheet, leave it there, and we can all see who left theirs. And <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Like, it was. I was like, man, they really are shaming these people. <laughs> Well, now we know Dick's price, 10 bucks. No, actually, honestly, the reason I didn't do it is because I screwed up the number. So I had to have, I think they had to have to do a reshuffle because of me. Because I thought I heard, because she, the way, you know how they count down the numbers for everybody? Oh, okay. And I was thinking they go in chronological order. So I heard, you know, I heard 32. I was like, oh, yeah, 33, yeah. And then I was like, and then I sat down, like, no, so you're not 33. And I was like, well, I was right after that guy. And it's like no, no, no. Like which? Aww. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, why would you not go in chronological order? We're all here, and apparently they have a whole method to their madness. It was my fault. I apologize to everybody. You need to straighten them out. You need to lead this uh, chronological order. Uh, well, you know, to- you know. Let me tell you about this fiasco I had. I got. I kind of wanted to talk to the bailiff about this because it was very. 
I mean, I don't know. It's like I get coffee and I show up. And they're like, hey, you can't have coffee in here, but you can drink out here. I'm like, oh, perfect. Yeah, I'll just say, I'm just a cool guy, you know, just drink coffee. And then when I'm drinking my coffee, he's like, all right, everyone can come in now. And I was like, oh, shoot. So I drink. I was like trying to drink. It's really hot. Chugging it down, burning it And so I, I threw it away. I sit down. And the lady, first thing she goes, thank you for coming for jury duty for this beautiful day in Montgomery County. We will start in 15 minutes or, or a little bit more. And I'm like, so I didn't have to throw away my coffee. Because you can't have and you can't have drinks or food in there, and I was like, "Man, is this, are they playing with me right now?" But then you noticed something else. You looked around the other people, and what? Oh were they yeah, doing? they were drinking out of a thermos. So apparently, you're allowed to have a thermos or a water bottle. And then what? Actually, what about a hip flask? I did want to ask. That was one thing I wanted to ask the bailiff while I was in the jury room. Was like he came and made like specific points, like no talking to anybody, cell phone turned off, like don't even put it on silent. And, like, and there's no food or drink, gum, anything. Like, get rid of it. But then right when he's saying that, they have the, the lawyer right behind him pouring this giant glass of coffee. And I'm <laughs> like, this guy, this guy, what? Like, this guy's allowed to have it. We're not allowed to have it. So we need to go to law school so we can have coffee in a courtroom. Well, I can think of worse. I should have asked that. I'd be like, hey, how much was that cup of coffee? Oh, it was $200,000. <laughs> yeah, right. Still paying so. off that coffee at 18% interest? So, yeah, I really like that. I know that guy was really funny about making people hush. So, really, bring a book. Like, I'm not kidding you. Bring a book because I was, I almost fell asleep a couple times. It could be the jury duty is the salvation of the book industry because they say, well, who needs books? Well, you we'll couldn't do an ebook. book I bet right. you anything they would somehow find that, like, oh, you're going to text message somebody through your Kindle. So, now, uh, we had gotten my dad a couple of years ago. I don't think he was ever able to figure it out, but, you know, your basic Kindle, like the, the LCD screen, you know, the little monochrome one, really flat. It wasn't a tablet. It was like a little handheld size of a paperback where you download one book at a time. Whoa, what? Yeah, so the like the first generation of Kindle or Nook, whatever, uh, I think it was, could have been a Nook, but, yeah, it's a Nook. And it's just uh, all it would do was just show you the book. You can awful. do anything else. Yeah. But yeah, awful. bring a book. Bring a book. Definitely bring, bring a book. Bring a book. Okay. Well, I want to find out more about this fun stuff with you off the air. I'm going to be grilling you about what kind of case and, you know. Literally, no, that details. was it. That was the only thing because one of the lawyers kept getting in trouble because they kept giving a little too much detail. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, it was like every time she spoke, objection. Objection, Your Honor. She is. She's not letting the jury decide either or. She's letting them have a a final a fi- final commitment. She's mm-hmm. asking for a final commitment from the jury. Which oh, is. Oh wow. Oh yeah. I was listening. Very. I. I mean, lawyers are cool. I think it's really cool to be a lawyer just because you you can lie. Would you be a good lawyer? Oh, I. I. I don't think I'd be a good lawyer. I think I'd just be. A, I'd be the guy you would put in play if you needed something, just to happen. Like if you need, a, you know, like, kind of like a. Like, I wouldn't cheat, but I would push the limit. Okay. You need to berate the witness. I can berate the witness. Oh, so you'd be like second chair. You'd be a bad cop, bad yeah, lawyer. Yeah, I'd be a bad cop. See, I I'd think. be a great TV lawyer. I'd oh, get exactly. just barred in reality in like 30 no, seconds. No, you, you look like a judge. Do I? Do I yeah. get the judge? I actually if played you, one you, in a movie if once. If you kept your hair long enough, like mm-hmm. you were doing for the uh, Shakespeare Festival, mm-hmm. I could see it. Well, it'll get back out there. I only cut my hair like twice a year, so. So, I mean, I could really, I really can't see that, so. Awesome. I'll take that, man. I wonder if I can sneak into a court and how long it'll take before someone notices. I don't know. I don't know. That's actually a good question. Because the lady who was the judge wasn't the lady who was the judge on the plaque. Yeah, they, I think they have a visiting judge there, so. too. 
Yeah. And they didn't tell us what happened. I was like, I was just judged dead. <laughs> Do we know? Do we care? Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. Thanks for joining us so far. It's 932. We're going to take a song break. Song requests, comments, anything you want to give us. We are Montgomery County's morning radio show, 936-647-3776. More coming at you after this. Sheriff John Brown always hated me. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Welcome back. That was a good music break here on Mornings. Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com worldwide and locally on Conroe's FM, 104.5, 106.1. Okay, the biggest news. And I know Skippy loves talking politics, so we'll give one segment dedicated to this. If you have any thoughts or anything, let us know. Facebook, Mornings Lone Star, Instagram, all those kind of things. Right now, FBI raids office of Trump's longtime lawyer, Michael Cohen. So apparently they, they raided it last night or <laughs> yes, whatever, yesterday, whatever time, whatever. And uh, I bet those people were kind of startled. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I wish there was videos of that. That'd be great to see that. Hey, at least it wasn't a pre-dawn raid of your house where they kick in the door and storm it like they did with Paul Manafort. Yeah. Where it looks good on TV, but th- when you do that, you're sending a message. That it's, it's intimidation. We yeah. can kick in your door while you're still sleeping and in your underwear. Yeah. So the biggest move I understand is uh, they confiscated pretty much everything they could inside mm-hmm. the office, which mm-hmm. which even entails other clients of this guy. Mm-hmm. And basically, the from what I understand, the client privilege, attorney client privilege, uh-huh. is now out the window because they're allowed to see everything written and are on the computer or anything like that. Correct. correct? And it's outside the scope. Here, here's the thing about about like crimes in the legal system. And I'll take it back to like very day one. Uh, there is literally no law against collusion. There's no crime. Even if there had been collusion between a political candidate and, and, and Russia, yeah. it's not a crime. Now, to, to appoint a special prosecutor, it has to be to research a crime that has been committed or may have been committed. So you can't appoint a special prosecutor to find the crime, if that makes sense. You know, to say, we think there may be a crime. So collusion does not exist as a crime. So, so I just, I want, that's number one. This is kind of a multi, multi-step deal. Yet Mueller was appointed and told basically find evidence of collusion between President Trump and Russia. Now, the investigation has turned up that, indeed, the only collusion in that context, in the definition of the word, 
was the Hillary Clinton campaign and the DNC, Democratic National Com- Committee, okay. paid Christopher Steele for opposition research. Okay. And that's what the dossier was. It was basically find dirt on the other guy. Now, the dossier that was put together was no, nothing was ever verified. You know, the whole urinating on the bed with prostitutes and stuff like that. Too oh. bad, right? Yeah, right. But it was never verified. Basically, for all intents and purposes, every word in that document could have been made up. I'm not saying every word was made up, but when literally there's no independent verification. It's like putting a meme out there on Facebook. You know, there are only, you know, only three deaths due to this and that. You know, and people take it as, as given until you actually do the put in the numbers and do some research. That document, the dossier, as they call it, which is a series of memos, which is said, okay, I heard that, you know, Agent X told me that, that Trump urinated on a bed. And then my contact over here, you know, no names, said this. And that was taken to the FISA court judge. Okay. FISA court is a special secret court. And I'm not, I'm not making it sound like the star chamber. Basically for terrorists to, to basically get information to, to surveil terrorism suspects it's foreign intelligence surveillance act that's what fisa stands for and what that means is this judge and we're not supposed to know who the, who, who are the members of this court because their lives can be in danger because of terrorists yeah so they this judge was given this dossier and not told by the way this is from the lady running against trump she paid for this they were said oh this is a dossier from a, a former mi6 agent okay to give it credibility Based on that, the FISA warrant on Trump was allowed and also renewed twice. You have to renew it every certain number of days. They were the judge and the court were never told the origins of the the dossier. Now, think back to when and remember when Trump, he said it wrong. But when he said they're tapping my wires and everyone said, oh, you're paranoid, you're you know, you're 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 crazy, you're off your meds, whatever. You remember that went down during the uh, uh, election? Someone told him the Trump Tower was being wiretapped, and he said, I just found out they're tapping my wires. He he said it wrong. And it was, oh, yo, you're crazy. He actually was telling the truth. They were wiretapping Trump Tower at that time. His intelligence was good. So there's that. So everyone said, oh, he's crazy and this and that. They're always going to say he's crazy. Right, but I mean, he actually was. They were wiretapping him. So nothing came from it. Again, that's my that's my stand. Nothing's going to come from this. Well, here's the thing, Dick, and and I've been— only person who's getting rich or the government and some porn star. Now, here's, you know, Bernie Madoff, right? The guy that started yeah. the whole Ponzi scheme. And I mean, he, he just screwed over the wrong people. Well, that's the thing is he finally said, you know, when he got caught and stuff, he said, I can't believe it took you this long to catch me. He blamed the people going, you had all the evidence in front of you. And it took you forever to catch me. And you had like the Jim Cranes of the world, not the, not the Astros owner, but the guy that, you know, money matters with him that... He, he was like the worst person for 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 Bernie Sanders. He's like, yeah, I'll buy Bernie Sanders stuff. This is great. Sanders had no mercy on anyone. It's like, it was there. Everything was there for you to see. I basically give a mouse a cookie. He's going to take want a glass of milk. You're gonna if you can get away with this, you're going to go to the next level. This is what's happening, I believe, with the Mueller investigation. So the whole investigation for a year and a half was we got this document and we're going after Trump, and then it suddenly comes out that this was paid for by the Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee. Now, think back to the previous year and a half. DNC and Hillary Clinton, knowing it was their document, didn't say a single word about it. They're like on the TV going, yeah, yeah, this is from a, this is proof positive. 
So well, no, I get that. I mean, I get I get the whole timeline. I get. But we're, what's we're right leading or up wrong. to today right now. So but what's I, happening? Again, I don't see like because I think they're finally going I too feel far. Like we're watching a game that we're not allowed to play in, and this is affecting people because if 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 a lawyer if the FBI and the DOJ and the Manhattan District Attorney's Office can get away with this on the sitting well, they president, do, they do all this stuff all the time. Though. Well, that's the thing. Just make it right. But it's now it's out there for the world to see. I have a feeling that when it first got it sniffing around about there's Russia collusion, that the Clinton campaign and certain members of the DNC were going shut up to stop looking because it was they knew at that point it would eventually come out on them. You know, when you start digging so yeah. much, your story was a little too. I don't good. think anyone expected Donald Trump to win the. That was the whole point, and if, if that had gone the other way, the save the if the uh, Democratic candidate had won, none of this would have come to light. None of it. The email servers, the, the the meeting on the tarmac with Lois Lerner, uh, the collusion with Russia, the Uranium One deal, none of these would have been brought to light. So this raid here is just the latest step. And the, I don't care if it's a Republican president, Democratic president, who who's who. I don't care. This is the FBI and the Department of Justice and, and the legal system is supposed to be nonpartisan. That's the whole point. And this is, you know, Trump called a witch hunt, and I'm starting to agree. I am reminded of the McCarthy era. It's all you, all you have to do is say you're a communist, and then it's on to you to prove that you're not. And, well, you you talk back in the 1980s, you talked with this person who has a so cousin you, who's a communist. Are you trying to say in like 30 years from now, people are going to look back at this and say, oh, oops? Yeah. I don't even think it's going to take 30 years. This is going to blow up, and it's going to blow up hard because it's been such a steamroll, and it's because Mueller. The Mueller investigation has been allowed to, okay, we're going to go after this, but that's not working. They're researching so far outside the scope, and that's what I started to say with the law, with the crime. Well, I just think it's kind of crazy to me that the the fact that they raid an office, that he, clearly he wasn't the only client of this guy wasn't Donald Trump. Who's, you know, right. They, probably, have, they now have probably, information. They probably represent thousands of people. Mm -hmm. And and there's also – it's well, all privilege. So my question is, say I'm a, I was a client 30 years ago of this guy, and he protected me. I did something shady. And now they have information. And they basically prosecute me. Could they prosecute me through this uh, raid? No, because uh, that was privileged information. But what they can do is they can blackmail you. It can get leaked. It can be held over your head. But will that really happen to me, though? It depends. Are you of use to them? Who's them? The people that have the documents. The Federal Bureau of Investigation. Has that ever happened before? What, to, to use information on someone? To yeah, hold it you, over there and blackmail them? Do you have sure. like, examples of that? Well, in the history of the world, uh, the, well, I, know, I understand that there's, uh, there's, it's, it could happen. I understand that, but do you have like an example of like, oh, this is how they got, you know, this. this. Well, this is how every spy is turned or caught, is you find information on them. Yeah. So here's the thing: uh, uh, Michael Cohen, uh, Trump's lawyer, was providing documentation, unlike the Department of Justice and FBI, oh, yeah. who haven't been providing information on. All they basically, the whole reason they went after him in this context, and this was approved by Mueller, so this is so far outside the scope of the Russia investigation, is that the check that Cohen said that he gave to porn star Stormy Daniels was out of his account. There's a question about that because depending on what account it came from, it could have been a violation of campaign finance laws. And they were in the middle of getting documentation together when this raid happened. So the documents were coming anyways. The raid was to grab the—basically, if Cohen had just provided the check to, to prove which account it came from, that was the only document they'd have. This raid let them get everything that Trump has ever said to this guy in private.
that is privileged information that no one else is supposed to have. They now have it. And they've already proven how ready they are to leak information. And anyone else in there, let's say I had dealings with this guy, they have information on me that you're not supposed to have. Okay. And they'll say, oh, we'll give it back. We have to read it to make sure we, okay. So by the simple fact of them reading it to, to see if they don't need it, that breaks yeah. attorney-client privilege. So this is an extreme overreach. I am very much uh, reminded of the McCarthy era now, and I'm wondering why the ACLU is so darn silent about this. Now, if this had been on the Hillary side or anyone else not the current president, ACLU would be up in arms over the prompting of civil liberties. Because right now, attorney-client privilege is, is out the window, and it should never be. And Skippy's off his soap. There we go. We're ending that segment. Thank goodness. Thank you. We'll be back. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star here on IRLoneStar.com. This is going to be the top of the hour break. And uh, following up will be us for another hour. If you want to join in the conversation, 936-647-3776. We have great things coming your way. So stick around here on Morning's Lone Star. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. Hey, welcome back to Mornings with Lone Star. It'd be 9.59 of a morning on Tuesday, April 10th. Weather's starting to creep up there. We got 56 degrees. Another 18 to go, high as 78. Looks like it's going to be beautiful today. Only a 1% chance of rain. And tomorrow, same thing. Clear skies, 81 degrees. And then, uh, oh, it's going to get kind of cloudy and stormy over the weekend, but I'll be gone this weekend. So after our uh, Friday live broadcast from the uh, Montgomery County Fair, that evening I'll be heading out to the airport, Dick. I will miss you this weekend. Sure. Sure. Do you want to bring you anything back from Albuquerque? A coffee mug? A cactus? No. Don't bring me anything. You want nothing? Fine. David, more, more, more for me. Anyhow, so let's find uh, other topics to talk about now that we, we've gotten the uh, the uh, FBI raid out, out, out of my head. Out of your system, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just want something to happen, man. That's the only thing I keep repeating. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's see what happens. And, you know, I got to agree with you that, okay, how much more can happen before? And, again, with the McCarthy era, when you had this other center thing, sir, have you no decency at long last? Sir, do you have no decency? Someone needs to say, okay, come on, enough. Going back to the 1980s business deals is is insane um because no one thought he was going to be president not even him when he first started running do you really think so yeah i don't know i think he i think does. he had his oh hell moment i think he has the win winner's attitude he always thinks he's gonna win oh, until, i think deep until down someone says no but think about the book that was called fire and ice or whatever fire and fury where you know this guy's saying trump was freaking out so bad be the night before election night like thinking oh my god i may actually win this he's having a meltdown he he was totally tripping Okay, well, so if that's true, then why would he be in collusion for years beforehand to, to get it if he didn't want it? So you, literally, it's one or the other. Pick one. Yes, one thing I didn't really get was if if he did not want to run again, then 
I mean, if he did not want to run, then why is he running again? Because he did announce that, right? Like that's a that's I'm not making that up, right? <laughs> He's starting to to let people know I ain't going anywhere. So. Unless a defiant thing, it's like he's defying them. Find anything on me? It's been two years. Keep looking. Yeah, well, if he says that, then they're gonna do exactly what they did yesterday. But so. he, well, and that's what I'm saying. It's gonna get so out of control that he'll finally have a reason to fire Mueller. See, if he fires him beforehand, it'll be the oh, he, they're getting too close. So Mueller's got to overstep his bounds like legally, and I they're think he's just close. done that. Have you seen that Jack and Box French fry commercial? Where it's like the, the spy thriller. You mean Taco Bell? They, they, clear, they clearly did a good job on that commercial. Yeah. Oh, I remember it was French fries. I'm sorry. I can't remember which one it was. But anyhow, moving on from that. Jeez. No. I'm just recovering from, from your jury duty yesterday. Sure. Sure. Okay. Keep talking to me. Fine. I will keep talking to you. But, uh... Anything on TV lately? I was just thinking about it. We haven't talked about TV in like forever. Movies. No, I haven't, Have done, you seen I haven't movies? done anything at all. Jury duty. I, I smoked all weekend and I have some meat for you. A lot of it was eaten because my niece was born. Congratulations. Not too long ago, and their house flooded oh, no. back in Harvey uh, over there in Liberty. So she and the baby have been living with my parents. So that's where I smoked. Yes, that's where I smoked over the weekend and stayed over there. So that was that was a kind of an all family crash course. Because you know when you're hanging out with an infant, it's like, it's pretty great. Mm -hmm. And uh, so th there's that. So and I got some food for you. Everyone ate all, all everything ate everything but the the, br the brisket. The brisket has a little bit, little bit of shavings left. Oh, I'll take the shavings. Thank you, Dick. So, I, I, I want to check yeah. it out. So, I perfected the ribs, though. Now, are we going to be cooking at the barbecue uh, no, I'm not. festival thing? I am not. So the station's not going to have a big old cooker there no, can, sorry, can not cooker? yet can i get one of those little 12 dollar uh home depot outdoor grills you know little dinky ones that look like a you know a fish bowl on legs yeah we can, was, you can i mean <laughs> and i'll just get like three pieces of chicken and a couple uh, what, 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 what would we call it? like team hope <laughs> is that what we, what we would be called team hope so but no, I am looking forward to the county fair. Just to let everyone know what's going on is uh, on Friday night, uh, this Friday, the concert series will start. Friday and Saturday, they have the concerts going on. And then, of course, Special Education Day. Every day has a special theme, I believe. And we'll get more information from uh, Nathan Arizadi about this because we need to get him in so we can kind of promote exactly what's going on for the next, I think it's like, what, 10 days or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it, it's a long festival. So we'll be out there this Friday all day until 3 o'clock, and then Rick will be in the studio here with the Afternoons Lone Star. But uh, And then on the following Saturday, we'll be out for the barbecue cook-off. Shane Smith and the Saints are going to be opening on this Friday, and then Wade Bowen will be on Saturday. So if you're looking for live music locally, that's kind of a bigger outdoor scenario. That's a great way to check it out. Tickets are online for Montgomery County Fair Association. Awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Well, see, I'm, I'm just kind of salivating a bit like Pavlov's dog in the bell tower because you said you had some brisket for me. Yeah, I can do that tomorrow. And it's like kind of Schrodinger's bis uh, brisket. I don't believe in its existence until I observe it. Yeah. It may or may not exist. So here's some good news. Uh, you know, last week uh, the, the tariff went into effect, you know, for, for okay. steel and aluminum. Do you have, like, cars and stuff? Do you have money in that? What's going on? Why well, I, I have a car. Okay. I drive a car. Cool. But Chinese President Xi Jinping, 
I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Probably Z. not. Z, if I'm mispronouncing your name, give, give us a call here, 936-647-3776, and set me straight. But he actually struck a conciliatory tone during a speech on Tuesday uh, where he promised to cut China's auto import tariffs and ease restrictions on foreign ownership on its auto industry. So the tariff thing kind of works because kind of one side of the tariff situation has, has been raised. China is notorious at ripping off United States intellectual property and using it. Technology, basically patents, ideas, trademarks, and taking it and running with it at a much lower cost. Uh, it's like Bollywood and U.S. films. There's not an American film that hasn't been remade as a cheap Bollywood ripoff. And it's a flagrant violation of international copyright laws, but they've gotten away with it. Well, recently it was decided, enough, you know, no more, we're going to start spanking you. And it caused some tension, but as the tensions are kind of easing down, we're finding that the China is like, okay, we get it. Same thing if you noticed, well, uh, big news yesterday, our favorite whack job, King Zonun, actually went out and said he's ready to talk nukes with the White House. So I think we had to get to the my button's bigger than your button, calling each other out, raising tensions, and then say, okay, now we start bringing it down. So there seems to be some foreign policy, fingers crossed, that seems to be working. Tariffs are going to straighten out, and here's the thing, it will bring in some more jobs. China will get spanked for its its uh, intellectual property uh, theft, uh, make it more a level playing field. And also this helps other countries too. China's lessening its tariffs on multiple foreign countries. So that's working. The North Korea uh, nuclear talks seem to be working a lot better. I know Syria is the next hot topic on that one. And this is another thing to talk about. It's either the current president is a Russian mole or puppet or if he is, he's certainly going about it wrong with threatening war with Putin over Syria. And so for America to get on board with Israel, because you know, Israel fired, uh, launched a, an airstrike against a Syrian compound. Did you hear about this? And those of you who don't know Syria, uh, the, the regime there apparently uh, used nerve agent chemical warfare on a village, uh, on rebels in the village. And this was the red line, if you think back to the Obama administration, the, the President Obama was saying, if this red line is crossed, we're going to go for it. Well, the red line was crossed. Syria used chemical agents, and they were just spanked. And Russia said, we'll, we'll make sure he gets rid of the chemical arsenal. And so Obama let it go with that. Well, apparently, the chemical arsenal wasn't taken care of, and Putin's Russia is kind of behind, is supporting it. So now we're here again. More people died from... Uh, uh, apparently died from a chemical warfare. Israel launched an airstrike. Well, America is now saying we were probably going to get in on this too. So this could lead to war with Russia. So which one is our president? Is he a puppet mole spy or is he not? It'd be interesting to see how it plays yeah, out. Yeah, I don't care. You don't? No. I think, I, I mean, it's it's almost like you have fatigue mental fatigue with all this but that's what people are hoping especially for especially with like paying attention to things but see that's what so that's what we have the local media hopes coming for up. yeah well, we do they hope for mental fatigue yeah to, to go on it's like jurors you know being bring back yeah. to jury duty if you have a real technical okay so this is the dna analysis and if you notice these 16 you know jurors gonna start falling asleep you have to have a lawyer that says if the gloves don't fit you must acquit you know the same basic premise if you just 
drone people on with, you know, well, here's the timeline of the Steele dossier. It started here, this and that. People are going to tune out. But but Trump urinated on a bed with hookers, right? Well, we can well, either I, confirm I think or that's deny one, that. That's one thing that's crazy about today. I don't know if there's any way going back, but looking at the billboards type, the spreading of information, it, I mean, it's hurt a lot of people in the past, you know, 10 years. When I say billboard, I mean like you put up a headline and you just let it sit there for mm-hmm. a week, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, hey, we got to make a correction. Well, you know, damage is done. It's kind of like claiming, you know, false accusations of anybody at any type of cr- crime, but everyone remembers that, oh, he committed that crime mm-hmm. or she committed that crime. But I think today with the average person, I would say they don't, they don't really know. We don't know enough. And that's one thing I realized being in jury duty is everybody's on the same page when it comes down to seeing the evidence. And I think as individuals, we all have that kind of spirit that I would say in the justice system, like I can't really make a comment until I see all the evidence. But when we get into groups, it's we forego that individual idea and say, you know, well, I'm a Democrat. I got to support Democrats, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I saw there was 50 people there that all were on the same on the same page. That we like, hey, we don't really can't comment. We can't answer that question because we, are you asking us if we're gonna f- have favoritism? Well, of course we're gonna have favoritism, but then, but I'm always gonna come back to being fair on what evidence is presented. Because mm-hmm. one of the lawyers was trying to like get people to say like you, they have favoritism because you know their grandparents or something like that. And I was like, well, of course everyone's gonna have their opinion on it, but it's every- up to the attorneys to lay out because yeah, you have to go based on the evidence, not your gut. Yeah, because like there was one question that was asked along the lines of like, do you support this side? If if they do, you think they should provide evidence to support their claims? And like one person was like, well, yeah, and I expect the other side to present evidence to support their claim too. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a like, what else are we doing here for? Because in the old days, it was like, did you have you read about the story in the newspaper? Yes, okay, you're excused. It's like you want someone who's informed and educated. Yeah. I don't. Would you go with a, a bench trial, a judge trial, or a jury trial? You know, I was thinking about that because there was a bunch of people for jury duty, and they went to all different courts. And it's it's kind of interesting to see the process. Like you said, you encourage people to see the process and being part of it. But, you know, they're uh, looking at it, especially with the case that was as sensitive as the one I was seeing because I didn't really think about why it's important to select certain jury members. But they were trying to place this child in a home, and it wasn't up to anybody but these 12 people. And I don't know if that's completely true. I don't know if that's 100% true. But it, that was kind of crazy to me to put that kind of trust into 12 strangers. And, and the only thing you can really look at is over a tribe, in a sense, we're all from the same county. And this is affects the same people in this county. But it's also up to the lawyer to put that image in your mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't really know. Like, and that, that's what, in that certain case, that'd be, that's just scary to me. Because I can't imagine being the dad, I can't imagine being the mom, and or I can't imagine being the grandparents in that specific scenario going like, so we're going to have to – I'm sitting here quiet for three hours looking at these 50 people who potentially are going to go down to 12 who are going to decide the fate of my child. Mm-hmm. And that's just – that's crazy it to me. It is scary. My, my thought is that if I'm not guilty of the crime that I'm being committed for, I would go for a bench trial, a judge, because the judge would be able to look at the evidence and make yeah. a ruling. If I were guilty, I well, would go with a jury trial because I would leave it to my lawyer to use all the legal yeah, that's means at disposal to right to to well look over here instead of here. You know, it's funny. I'll never forget. And this is uh, I think it was like in eighth grade. We did a separate piece, the book, 
Have you ever heard of that book? Right, and it's not okay. striking a bell. Is it, is it Sarah Pierce? Let me look it up. Are you talking about C. Dick Run? No. Dick and Jane go to the mall or whatever it was called. The spot. No, a separate piece is a coming of age novel about the kids at the fancy school. My uh, my coming of age book was called The Molting Season. Oh, sorry. So yeah, different generation. But you know, in the class we had to, we were doing a lot. We we're doing a, a courtroom scene of both the characters, like who was guilty and who was not. And I defended like clearly, like the book leads you to believe that this guy was guilty because he pushed off his friend on purpose because he was jealous of his ability and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I and I got the the kids to vote against it. Oh, cool. And everyone, my teacher, I remember my teacher just looks at me and goes, you're the only person I've ever had in the history of doing this exercise to win for the guilty party. And I was like, well, I don't know. Like that man, that go, go to law school quick. I mean, can you imagine being that kind of lawyer? That's one thing I did realize sitting there in that, in the, as a jury is what makes a good lawyer, what make, doesn't make a good lawyer in a sense of a trial law. Because that you could tell who was there, who was working the system. I mean, this one guy, he was talking about what college you went to. He knew, like, every mascot. I was like, what does this have to do with anything? But he was just grooming each juror, potential juror, seeing mm -hmm. how, who they were. And, and that's one thing. I, I really wish I could ask questions afterwards, like, to each lawyer. Like, why did you decide to do this? Why did you decide well, you to do that? Well, you can always grab them outside of court, you know, if, if you wanted to know something like that. But yeah, it, it is the presentation. Um, it's, it's the best story that's told. Well, like once I had like five people there, once I had two people there. So clearly a couple more were lawyers on the other side. So they had three lawyers working the jury selection and the person only had one. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's what really helps too is you have two separate eyes, two set pairs, and like they're seeing something different. Than and one of them being jury selection specialists were yeah. they get rid of number four and six. That's why you pay the big bucks. That's right. No, I will... Uh, I'll get you if I ever uh, find myself in that situation. I'll be calling you, Dick. And uh, all you gotta do is pass the bar. You don't, you don't been, have to go I've to law school. I've been watching the Sopranos, so I have some alternative methods I've been learning. Awesome. When it comes to jury cases, remember, friends help you move. Real friends help you move the body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. You want to take us out real quick for a song break? There we go. It's quarter past ten. We'll be back momentarily. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. It is Tuesday. Sorry we missed you yesterday, but we're scrambling to make up for it today. It's shoot. Yes, right. Shoot. Shoot. We are still sponsored by Conroe Coffee. Are we? Yeah. I, I asked. I didn't know that. Yeah. The check cleared. Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. Thank you guys for sponsoring us. It is already 1026. And it's getting up to 64 degrees already. 
it's starting to skyrocket. We're going to end up in the 70s, but only a 1% chance of rain. So got some other news going on. Let's go non-political for a while. Ready? Can you handle it, Dick? Yeah. Okay. So, we, we, unfortunately, we have a death. Chuck McCann is passed away at the he age of 83. always choose the most random people. Well... Here's the thing, because those are the ones that, you, you know, everyone knows, you know, Farrah Fawcett died, Michael Jackson, whatever. But Chuck McCann, yeah, who wh- is Chuck McCann, you may people. ask. You may ask, who is Chuck McCann? Chuck McCann was Sonny the Cocoa Puffs voice. That's right, the Cocoa Puffs. Again, Cocoa, Cocoa Puffs. So His name much, was Sonny. So much random. He, he did other stuff, too. But don't you want to take a moment to, to just realize we will never hear anything new from Sonny the Cocoa Puffs bird ever again? Yeah, I doubt that. Not the original. Yeah, uh, sorry. I doubt that. Every Kermit You're voice they've had, it. every Kermit voice they've had since Jim Henson died, has just been a pale shadow of the you original. Think, you think they know that while they're doing it? Oh man, I would have made a great Kermit the Frog when uh, when uh, Henson died. I wanted to put my name in in the running. It's the Muppet Show with our very special guest star. It's Dick and Skippy. You got to think close. Yeah, right. And I'm out of practice on that one. No, I could I could sing the entire Muppet movie soundtrack. Yeah, total nerd there. But okay. yeah, so. A moment of silence, please, for Chuck McCann, the voice of Sonny the Cocoa Puffs bird. Okay. Thank you. Okay, moving on from that. Here's some good news. Remember how, Dick, a few weeks ago I was talking about how this uh, society would be good if it started going, if it found a way to have everything recyclable, like plastic that would be biodegradable, that would break down after Yeah, there's things. a lot of companies deciding to make that move. And, well, Nestle has vowed... That by 2025, which is not that long uh, far off, all of his packaging will be recyclable. Vowed. So it's not, they said it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. It's going to take some time to do it. But do you think there's some type of new technology that no one's talking about and all these big corporations have discovered how to do it? I think we have, yeah. And they just choose not to do it? Oh, remember the. the well, I mean, I understand it can't be like overnight, let's change the whole facility to. Know, to, to handle this kind of plastic. Remember in Men in Black when um, Tommy Lee Jones holds up a little mini disc and he says, "This is this is going to replace the CD in about ten years." You know, uh, I, I think there are backlogs of technological advances that say, "Okay, let's wait till people stop buying this and then we'll go to that." It reminds me of, and this is a little bit of a journey, so bear with me. Have we talked about the book called The Day After Roswell? No. Okay, I'll, I'll really briefly. Is this another conspiracy theory? Well, here's here's a good one. So there's a highly decorated retired, he's passed away since, uh, uh, Army colonel named Philip Corso, who okay. wrote, a, wrote this book. And he said that he was there for the Roswell crash, and he was put in charge of this special unit. Now, remember, this guy who got presidential citations— so this is not just a tinfoil hat-wearing whack job. And that from the crash, from the Roswell crash, they found items, materials that they had no idea what they were or how they worked. So they were sent to companies to be reverse engineered. And, okay. And so the list includes uh, Kevlar because they say that the, the uniforms, that they tried cutting them and it wouldn't cut. And it was like, but it's the fabric. That, that went to DuPont to say, okay, Reverse engineer this. Uh, fiber optics, lasers, night vision goggles, and the silicon chip. Now, think about that. Then these, you know, silicon chip went well, to I mean, that, I mean, that snowballed a lot of things. But here's the thing. Up until a certain point, we were, our, our, our technological society was based on vacuum tubes and transistors. 
And then like almost overnight, it was Silicon Valley. was like, oh, we, we found that if you take sand and compress it and etch it in, you can, so our entire civilization changed with the Silicon chip. Okay. Otherwise we'd all be huge vacuum tubes and transistors. And those are the days when you can only hold a radio in a certain direction to pick it up. If you moved, it would go out. So there's that. We didn't have these things, none of these, before the Roswell crash. So I'm not saying the guy was necessarily speaking the truth, but it does make you say, okay, this makes sense, and that we didn't go with lasers beforehand. We didn't go with uh, night vision goggles. and It all can come from a single crash. So I think that these companies, let's say that were actually a true thing, that there is technology that we've, we've garnered that, as you said, we can't release overnight. So I think we have another 10, 15, 20 years worth of technology Yeah. to take us to the next level. I think we can go to Mars. We're, get, we're getting floating cars, man. You think so? No, are they going to float like Luke's land speeder in Star Wars? Or are they going to fly like the, the I think DeLorean? there's going to be different qualifications because basically you're going to have to have two settings. You have lift settings and you have float settings. So if you're going to be going to like say you're going to the interstate, you have to lift off into the interstate. But when you hit the interstate, you're going to be floating. Okay. That's the only way we can we can trust everyone else no, to be. I, I can't, man. I'm going to stay on the ground so. and and have a steel roof for all the when the two flying cars collide. I don't want the debris to hit me in the head. So thank you for Nestle to for uh, vow, making that vow. We'll check back in you in 2025 and see if you actually made it. That would be cool. And it's kind of a bummer, I guess. You know, Fleetwood Mac's going on tour, going on a world tour. And they just, well, either he left or they fired him. Lindsey Buckingham will not be a part of it. He will be replaced, and the shows will go on. Uh, Mike Campbell, who was the longtime lead guitarist for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and crowded house frontman Neil Finn will take over guitaring and singing duties for Lindsey Buckingham. I wonder why he's not he's not going in there. Seriously, if you were in a band, you like, you know, a band, a big one, and they were going to go on tour, could you, is it so impossible to work with people that you're like, I'm not even going to be a part of this? Think about the money alone that you get. You think it's that sour between them? Well, I mean, I definitely imagine those conversations with, like, say, let's see, the Beatles were all kind of equally popular, mm -hmm. but let's say, like, The Who. Or any other, like, well, who was the uh, Led Zeppelin? Did they have a bass player? Who was the bass player? No, you're asking the wrong guy. That's what I'm saying. So, like, say that well, guy really player, that yeah. guy really needs the money. And well, then, like, like, he goes, hey, guys, can we please get the band back together? And be like, no, oh, man, here's $10,000. Be quiet. I'm Jimmy Page. And then, uh, yeah, and if it's the drummer or the bass player, I get that. But it's like Kiss is, uh, you know, the only two who have been there nonstop have been Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. And the others have come. Peter, Chris, all these others have come and gone. So, mm -hmm. it's, it's, so, but you can't replace Paul Stanley as the voice of Kiss. Or you, I mean, you can, but it's something missing. It's a journey. I think well, but, suffered oh, greatly, greatly when they got rid of. Uh, yeah. Well, Steve they didn't Perry. know what to do. I mean, like Toto kind of survived a little bit, and then. Oh, Toto Genesis. I mean, sometimes it happens. You, you know. Well, Genesis broke up completely, right? Well, no, well, no. Peter Gabriel was the frontman for Genesis. Yeah, and but then Bill Collins was the just the drummer. Yeah. And then when Gabriel went solo. Collins took over singing and, and drumming, and then he just he's, he eventually decided to go solo all the way. Yeah. Uh, Van Halen, you know, getting rid of David Lee Roth, bringing in Sammy Hagar, who is an established rocker of his own right. 
um, who are they doing? Uh, Queen's using um, Adam Lambert, who, you know, if you want a modern-day Freddie Mercury, Lambert's your guy. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it works. But, I mean, with Fleetwood Mac, Lindsey Buckingham is one of the iconic voices and guitarists of it. You could actually get rid of Mick Fleetwood, that Fleetwood Mac is named after, the drummer, and no one would care as much. So interesting. But, Lindsey, wherever you are, I guess it's not a holiday road for you this tour. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. That was this one song that I think he did solo that people listen to. Mm-hmm. So what do you got? I got three headlines. What, well, we're going to uh, actually, we got to take our short break. So really? stick around. Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. And uh, we still got about 20 minutes left in today's show. So stick around. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. back 10 38 on a tuesday morning it's getting pretty out there got a light breeze going through the trees i can see that looking good so uh a couple of new headlines here so the man who ate the world's hottest chili is subsequently ho- uh, hospitalized with excruciating headaches uh this man who we don't know his identity yet because he, he was incognito but he was in a chili eating contest and he ate what was called the carolina carolina reaper Apparently, it's the world's hottest pepper. That's not the hottest pepper. Pepper X's. Sorry. Okay. Well, there we go. Uh, but he was left with excruciating headaches. They took him to the hospital. And apparently, he had several... Uh, 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 I lost the word. Oh, several arteries in his brain had been constricted. So, you're telling me his brain was already weak. And then this is just the trigger, the catalyst. I, I would issue. think so, right? So... Yay! Congratulations on name, sir. You proved your manhood by eating a hot pepper and causing damage to I've your own I've had a fan Carolina Reaper before. Have you? Yeah. Yes, no, maybe. I mean, there's no way I, I mean, would it's, even touch it. It's, it's hot. Well, you're getting to that point when you're doing, like, ghost peppers and things like that. Like, the only time I've truly enjoyed one of those kind of peppers where it was cooked in something. So you can kind of taste it. It's not like, hey, I'm going to dare myself to eat this whole pepper. Because it, it lo- if you look up an image of the Carolina Reaper, it looks like a bright red thing. It's all shriveled and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy, but like I've I've had stuff where it's seasoned, like making seasoning and things, and it's delicious because you can judge how much you can put into stuff. But uh, when you just eat a whole pepper, that's just stupid. That's just I mean, like I don't know how anyone can ever like actually say, you know what? This is a delic. This is a delicacy. 
so good. Like I've never seen anybody do that Can't without do it. eating a whole pepper like that. Can do it. There's a little overcompensation going like on at that point. There's a, a Pepper X is made in this thing. Uh, there's a YouTube channel called Hot Ones, and basically they do interviews while eating hot wings, and it's kind of like a, a challenge system to. I saw an episode and, like Russell Brand was trying yeah. to eat something. And what was interesting is the last one is Pepper X, and they call it the dab because they don't want you to coat it. They just put a dab on it. Like you're not supposed to do the traditional like wrap the whole wing in the hot sauce like you just put a dab and you eat it because it's that hot so i mean like if you're if you're living that lifestyle where you're dabbing things and not, that's the only heat you can really take then i mean i just don't see that being enjoyable i do love spicy things i do i don't mind doing that just for fun but not eating a whole pepper like that just ruins your entire day but that is weird for me as i've gotten older and older i have certainly uh, gotten uh, when i was young like bland food was i loved it i loved english food it was so bland and now I find myself, I actually had uh, jalapeno mashed potatoes the other day mm -hmm. and enjoyed them, which really surprised me because I'm not a jalapeno fan at all. So it wasn't like there were chunks of jalapeno in there, but, you know, the, the, the seasoning, I guess, was mixed in. So I would have figured it would be, be the other way around. You know, in my youth, I'm going to be eating jalapenos out of the jar and as an old man. No, it, it's quite the opposite. I uh, wonder if there's a biological reason for it. Maybe it's my testosterone is still yeah, expanding. Maybe. So amazingly you know speaking of food i wanted to ask you this because you're asking what uh what i've been reading i saw this thing about mcdonald's and somebody if you don't know there's like a thing called an extra value meal yes uh and apparently if you get everything in the extra value meal this young lady found out is you are paying 11 cents more if you get the extra value meal instead of ordering everything individually so she sued and she lost and so i'm trying to figure out and this is just it's just kind of funny this is uh, kind of some math for you. I'm reading about this, and you know, 11 cents, not that big of a deal. And uh, so, some guy on the internet, but a million a day. Well, so that's what that's what basically they're arguing is uh, they serve over 62 million people a day. And basically, they're saying that if half of those customers, that's 31 million, get this item at 11 cents, that's three million four uh, four hundred thousand around that number mm -hmm. every day. They're making more than what they should be charging you. Because it's called a value meal, right, folks? So it should be cheaper than getting all of them together. Very interesting. So do you see that being a problem? I don't. So was the suit over the actual name value meal? Yes. Uh, no, well, I would have to say, to me, not a problem so much because it's not saying the, the cheapest meal. You know, it's not saying, rock, you know, the rock bottom menu it's it's a value and it is you you get something for a buck something for two bucks something for three bucks it's a value it doesn't value does not imply it's the lowest oh, possible yeah. well i get that there's not a law or something like so, that but it, i think i, I think it's kind it. of funny though that it took so long for somebody to figure this out because you think some person bored in line would say like oh i wonder what makes it a value meal oh I, I, people figured it out day one it took one woman to actually sue. To, to actually say, you know, and then to find a lawyer to say, listen, we're going to sue. We're going to make money off of this. Yeah. Because, you know, something like that, a lawyer will typically take it on contingency. Well, I mean, I, I guess they could have argued that's false advertising. And I think that's what they were going with. So I'm not dogging the lawyer, even the woman pursuing, you know, if she really felt it. If she thought it was a quick get rich quick scheme. Yeah. Well, it be interesting about this kind of idea if they do it in other countries, because other countries have different rules about advertising false advertising because i know the uk is very user friendly 
are very client, uh, you know, purchaser friendly for that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. I know if you do dupe somebody, like you get in big, big, big trouble. And I, I'd be interested to see if any other uh, countries that have strict laws on this would be like, oh, well, we need to enforce these. I remember uh, on TV or, or kind of in general, uh, in America, we tend to use brand names for the thing. Uh, I'd like a Coke. What kind of Coke? Dr. Pepper. Uh, give me a Band-Aid. Uh, hand me the Scotch tape. This is, we just do this without thinking. Give me a tissue. Give me a uh-huh. Kleenex. We use the brand names. And, and even in our TV shows. In England, you can't at all. So it would have to be a tissue. Cellophane tape. Uh, uh, Interesting. Cola. And in, any TV show that used a brand name, unless that brand was paying good money, okay, they got they got busted. Well, we got to uh, do one more break here on Morning's Lone Star. No good. Say thanks to our sponsors. Thank and you, we'll sponsors. be back closing out the show. Did you know the oldest man has now been recognized because, you know, they keep dying? Uh, like, hi, Bob. How are you? 112 years old. So That's he's walking the oldest the male. Is that... That's the oldest male going on right now. As far as we know. There could be some guy in like... Up the... in the mountains? Yeah. That's weird. We'll be back. Morning's Lone Star. But I swear it was in A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Hey, welcome back. 10:51. Just a few minutes left in today's broadcast. Time to bring the airplane down and final approach. Still got Dick and Skippy in the studio here. We got quite the crowd forming outside. I think our next show is keeping up with Conroe. That's right. We're starting at eleven o'clock. Yeah. Ramping up to be a good one. Let's do a little bit of weather in our last <laughs> segment. Uh, Sixty-four degrees outside. The hotter day is going to be seventy-four. Low is going to be forty-six and one percent chance of rain. In fact, we don't expect any rain till about Friday, so that's kind of nice. There's a thunderstorm uh, expecting all day. And then rain pretty much throughout the weekend, so uh, plan your weekend accordingly there. Now, Dick, what about Friday? Because Friday's a big day for us. I know. That's what I'm kind of scared about. We're going to do. We're gonna be doing a live broadcast, but it might be canceled <laughs> because of no. that. No, uh, we'll bring umbrellas. I'll, I'll get those little headband hats with the umbrellas on them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more worried about the equipment. You have talent first, dude. Okay. But, yeah, we're going to be out at the uh, Montgomery County Fair uh, for the opening day. We're going to be broadcasting there all morning, and, all, of course, all of our talk shows will be out there. So it's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of fun uh, if we can go. We'll go. We will go. Yeah. We will return. But uh, coming up the rest of the week, we are going to be here every – we're planning on being here Monday and – or not Monday. <laughs> sorry. Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. So, and Monday. <laughs> uh, if you want to be a guest, just look us up online, irlonestar.com slash mwls. We actually don't have any guests scheduled because Friday we kind of have that booked. And then the rest of the week, yeah, there you go. Well, I think I'm going to try and get the uh, some members of the Elephant Man cast in here. They can kind of let people know what's going on. That so. is opening this weekend. That's, That's right. right. And they don't have a they don't have a theater outside. It's inside. So if, even if it rains. There you go. go. 
Now, the other thing is happening, uh, just don't forget, we are in two different elections happening. Yes, right. On the 22nd, it's the runoff election for... April? Uh, May, sorry, May, May 22nd. Golly, you got me so, scared there. Yeah, right. No, May 22nd is the runoff election for two county commissioner positions, Precinct 2, Precinct 4. Yeah. But before that, on May the 5th, I believe, is the Conroe City Council elections or Conroe elections, which will include city council and other measures as well. So I know it's been kind of a calm between the storms now, but I expect that to ramp up a bit. I don't know if city of Conroe is like uh, the rest of Montgomery County, where some of the uh, uh, campaigns were pretty hardcore. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Well, let's cross our fingers. For yeah. I was, hope, I was hoping for a smackdown. That's ridiculous. Well, we got to be closing out. Uh, okay. If you're just now tuning in, this is Morning's Lone Star. We're here every weekday morning from 9 to 11. And we podcast everything on iTunes, Google Play, and, of course, IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. That is our show page. Contact us through there. And we'd love to have you as a guest or any input. You know, we can read your name over the air. Whatever. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Coming up next uh, at the 11 o'clock slot is, of course, Keeping Up with Conroe with your Conroe CVB. So stick around for that. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. We are Montgomery County's community radio station. Stay tuned for more community radio. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV in Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.